VEASAN's primetime action on a Friday night from the lovely South Point Hotel Casino right here. The tip of the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Glad you could hang around with us on primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin. The band is back together tonight. Uh, and there is a whole bunch of sports. Baseball a little more, yeah. more meaningful. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. Basketball games are meaningful. They're well, just not very bad. These three tips, yeah, these yeah. three tips are, uh, yeah, Sixers, 15-point favorites over the Magic here. That's happening momentarily. The Nuggets, eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the Pistons. That's happening momentarily. And then the Jazz are now 15-and-a-half-point favorites over the Thunder. That tip also happening here momentarily. If you want to get in, I don't know why you would, but if you want to, <laughs> you can. Uh, the, the other games, the, again, the only one that is even – relatively close as this Grizzlies game, but the Clippers and Rockets uh, Clippers are eight point favorites. And if you don't, if you weren't here for the top of the show, Clippers have no, none of their starters playing. So it's going to be the B squad for them. Um, Grizzlies are only four point favorites over the Kings, but the Grizzlies also with none of their starters going tonight either. And then the Raptors, are 14-point dogs to the Mavericks. The Raptors are only going to have eight players in the rotation, and none of their guys are going either. They are in full-on uh, not-trying-to-win mode. So it is uh, – It is. It, listen, we're, we're setting up. There will be some very interesting games here uh, coming up. But the, tonight, mm, you know. Yeah, you know who doesn't seem to know that they're in uh, win mode or should be is the Washington Wizards who are trailing Cleveland by six here. 345 left of the second quarter. Yeah, you know who I just had a uh, nice three-point play? The uh, the corpse of Anderson Verjao that's out there for the Cleveland Cavaliers who's playing after taking, like, I don't even know, three years off or something ridiculous? <laughs> wow. Um, by the way, again, tomorrow night, Lakers do play at Indiana. LeBron is questionable. AD is probable. We'll find out more tomorrow. That's a day game, a 1 p.m. Pacific game. And then the Brooklyn Nets, we get the return of the big three tomorrow. For the eighth time all year, we will get to see KD, Kyrie, and James Harden suit up together. They host the Bulls, also an afternoon game, which is a uh, is a uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Pardon me, that's the same thing uh, with the Lakers-Indiana game. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, tip-off for both of those. Afternoon ball on a Saturday. Kelly, uh, updating baseball, please. Baseball. We'll get right to uh, the Yankees game. Start there. They're up two to one, top of the fourth. Uh, no live numbers currently up, so they might still be threatening. I don't know if we have that game on in here. Uh, Giants Pirates scoreless, top of the sixth. If you wanted to get in live there, Giants minus one sixty, Pirates plus one thirty, and three and a half is your live total shaded to the under. Uh, Red Sox up on the Angels, 2 to nothing still. Uh, live numbers there. That's bottom of the third. Red Sox minus 380 live. Angels plus 290, 8.5 the total in that game. Cubs up on the Tigers, 2 nothing top of the fourth. Uh, Cubs minus 450 live. Tigers plus 340 and 8.5 your live total in that game. Mets and Rays scoreless top of the fourth. Uh, live numbers up right now. Rays minus 170. Mets plus 140 and four and a half the total. Phillies and Blue Jays scoreless top of the second. Uh, no live numbers currently up for that game. And if you wanted to get in on the one hockey game starting tonight, Maple Leafs at Jets starting here in a few minutes. Uh, looks like Maple Leafs about a minus 150, 155 favorite. Jets plus 130, 135-ish, and five and a half, pretty much the consensus total in that game. Yeah, and the Yankees did go to the middle of the fourth, up 2-1. to one. Kluber versus Kramer, uh, Baltimore about to take their at-bats. Um, before we get to uh, Ron Flatter to talk Preakness here, since you brought up the Angels, they're down 2 to nothing to the uh, Red Sox. Jason Weingarten, who I have on uh, the radio side, baseball betting savant, 
uh, and I were having a conversation about the American League MVP and wondering Mike Trout, who's by far the short shot, right, in this market. Look at that, plus 175. The next closest is his teammate Shohei Otani at plus 650. Vlad is 9-1, to one, everybody else in double digits. And we're just sort of thinking to ourselves, like, okay, if the Angels end up middling with a middling record again this year, as per usual with the Angels, you know, then it's probably not uh, either Trout or Otani if they play for a team that is middling or worse. And if the Angels are good and they get to the postseason, won't Otani get the credit for it this year? He's the difference. Trout would just be Trout again. So is, is Mike Trout kind of damned if he does or, da- or damned if the, the Angels do or don't in this? I, I think he gets the sentimental vote. You know, maybe. I mean, a dude that, like, again, finally makes it to the playoffs after all these years. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvarez, Kelly Bidlin is VEASAN's primetime action. Worth bringing up, I yeah. guess. I mean, look, I think J.D. Martinez is pretty interesting right now at 17-1 to if the Red Sox keep playing like they're playing. I mean, like, yeah. and certainly Luis Robert is not still listed. I can't imagine that he is, considering he is going to miss multiple months yes. <laughs> of the season. I can't, I can't do imagine. Do not bet that. Yes, do not bet Luis Robert if you are, if you're looking at this graphic. What sure. about your guy Byron Buxton? 10-1, to 1, Kelly. Yeah, and yeah. he's, he's, he's going to miss too much time as well. Yeah. Like. So I don't I don't know I mean I it is very it's pretty interesting J D Martinez though they're all live at this point so early in the season again not even at the quarter mark though we're getting there very soon uh, let's talk about the second leg of the Triple Crown of course it's the Preakness Stakes at Pimlico in Baltimore Maryland and he's uh, going to join us momentarily is what's going to happen with with Ron Flatter but about the Preakness uh, before we get to Flatter uh, this is going to be for for the for the horse racing public a very fascinating triple crown because if medina spirit there's 10 horses tomorrow medina spirit coming off the kentucky derby win uh medina spirit cleared to run in the preakness one of the uh the preconditions was for medina spirit to get tested uh the horse passed the drug tests so he's ready to go one of two bob baffert horses and um you know, if, if Medina Spirit wins the Preakness, we have this awkward thing where we have two legs of the Triple Crown already in the books and a third pending, if that happens tomorrow, and we don't yet have the second test of corroboration of the initial uh, test that occurred before the Derby, or the one that came back with an, ex- with an excess of the anti-inflammatory beta-methasone, where Kentucky then banned Bob Baffert. It's a whole thing. Um, let's bring in Ron Flatter from Horse Racing Nation. He is in Baltimore right now. Ron, uh, take us through this right now. How's this? How awkward is this going to be if Medina Spirit wins this tomorrow? Uh, well, in the first place, I don't think he will. So I think it'll be a moot point. But if he does win, because I didn't think he'd win the Kentucky Derby, what chance was there of that 12 to 1? <laughs> he won't be 12 to 1 tomorrow. He's not going to be the favorite at this point, by the way. He's not the favorite right now in the early betting. I get it. It's early betting. And so, uh, you know, something could happen between now and then, like a lot of money comes into the pool. But uh, he did get cleared today. So did Concert Tour, the other Baffert horse in the Preakness, to race in the Preakness Stakes because they had to pass out of competition drug tests since the Derby. They were each given three tests, and they passed them all. Uh, we were waiting for the uh, the white smoke to come up today, and it was supposed to be at 3 o'clock Eastern, and then it passed 4 o'clock Eastern, nothing, 4.45, 4.50. Finally, almost 5 o'clock, they put out the word that they passed these tests. Uh, as long as it seemed to take today, it's still faster than Kentucky, they can get tests done here in Maryland eight, nine days. Kentucky can't turn around a second sample on Medina Spirit 
in what are we now two weeks and change so that's going to be an issue that will go forward when will that second sample come back look we think it's going to come back with the same result as the first and if that's the case there's going to be the disqualification of medina spirit from the kentucky derby that's the uneasiness gill because everybody thinks that's what's going to happen regardless of whatever mitigating circumstances that baffert can subscribe the rules in kentucky don't call for mitigating circumstances it's like you know it's like oh yeah well you know I, the dog ate the homework they don't care homework's gone so that's the issue here and and it will be awkward i think we're already seeing it in the early betting ron there's only 10 horses in this race and so with only 10 horses it's you know none of these odds are likely to get incredibly out of control so for a, a someone who's coming in to bet this thing who, before we get to who you like who does who does everybody need to avoid here? Who who is what is the complete garbage in this field that people need to make sure that they do not have any shares of whatsoever? Because again, you know, it's, it, you can kind of pick that out when in, in the longer ones. Okay, this this horse is like massive, you know, sixty one something like that. But maybe I don't want any anything to do with him. But I, I don't imagine we'll see anything close to that. So who who are the garbage no. horses? No, I mean, and you don't because there's a lot less mystery. We know what these horses can do against one another to a great degree. And when you compare records, France go to Ina, the Japanese horse, really doesn't look like it has the sort of speed to keep up with the rest of these. And he's 18 to 1 right now. Longest shot on the board in early betting. Ram, the D. Wayne Lucas horse, and I got Lucas on my podcast this week. He's 13 to 1. I got Lucas talking much more about the Baffert Gate situation than about his horse. So that's how I think people are not going to really bet on him unless there's that whole, hey, let's bet on the guy who's 85 years old and see if we can get him one more win in a classic race. Uh, look, I've I've actually changed my picks in the, during the course of the week. I've, I've refined it, and I was all over the map on our, our Handicappers podcast, and I narrowed it down some more on the current podcast. Now I'm narrowing it down some more. I think Concert Tour is going to lead this thing from gate to wire, and I think Medina Spirit, is it was always considered the second, even the third best three-year-old in the barn for Baffert. Life is good was the early favorite for the Derby based on his undefeated record, but he got hurt. Now you got concert tour. He had an inexplicably bad third place finish in the Arkansas Derby. So bad that the owners talked Baffert about uh, out of sending that horse into the Kentucky Derby. But I think that horse, it looks great in training especially from people who know training better than I do. They say the same thing. He's 4-1 to one in early odds right now. Medina Spirit at 3-1. to one. Your favorite right now is another horse I like in this race. Midnight Bourbon, poor start, bad ride from Mike Smith. He won't be the jockey this time. He still managed to come back and finish sixth in the Derby. Right now, he's the favorite at 5-2. to two. It's going to change, but right now at this point, he's the favorite. And also, in the Black Eyed Susan Preakness double, the lowest odds are on today's winner in that race, Army Wife, with Midnight Bourbon. Shortest odds is something around $40 for the wheel pay off a $2 ticket. So Midnight Bourbon, if you want to talk about one to avoid, maybe that's it because the value's not there anymore. But I actually think he's going to hit the board in the race. All right, so your, so your bets then to clarify are, because I wrote all that down and I'm still yeah. confused. What are they finally? Okay, yeah, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to key it to Concert Tour. I think he wins the race, but I'll box the top two with Midnight Bourbon. And I'm going to include Rombauer, because if there's so much speed at the front end of the race, Gil, that speed can break down. 
a good closer can come in and pick up the pieces, and Rombauer is a good closer. So a lot of good closers in this field, but I think he's pointed to this race well. And if you look back at his Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year, he closed a lot of lengths in order to finish uh, where he did, which was off the board in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but he made up a lot of ground from near last place. And I think if there's a lot of pace out in front, he can chase that as it breaks down. Talking to Ron Flatter uh, in Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, site of the uh, second leg of the Triple Crown, of course, Pimlico, somewhere outside of Amsterdam, for those of you who know what I mean. Uh, Ron, <laughs> you, you, you threw in something in there, and I don't want to gloss over it. You said you had D. Wayne Lucas on the Ron Flatter Racing Pod uh, podcast, wherever podcasts are available, uh, people can get that. You have fabulous guests on this podcast, really, in, in horse racing. Uh, that far exceed any guest we could ever have on our end. Really a fabulous podcast. How candid, because you said he talked more about Baffert than the race. Uh, how candid was he about Baffert? Like, how, how deep did he go on this? Well, he, he and Baffert are friends, so you can guess how far yeah. he's going to go afield. He's not siding with the conventional wisdom. He thinks these these small sample sizes in terms of drug use in, in uh, horse racing are ridiculous. And if you look, and this is to Baffert's point and to the point that's made on his behalf, if you look at the drugs that he's gotten pinged for, they're not performance enhancers. What's really happening here is the barn is sloppy about making sure that it's not using medication that can get them in trouble. The medication we're talking about here is a pain reliever. Okay, you want to say pain reliever is a... A performance enhancer, okay, then so is a good night's sleep. That's a performance enhancer. It's a pain reliever. It's no different than taking like a, a balm that you put on for back pain. It's it's the same sort of a thing, and that's if that's actually how it got there, okay, if you take Baffert at his, at his word. Same thing happened with Gamine last year when she finished third in the Kentucky Oaks and was disqualified from that. Same thing. It was the beta-methasone. So I think, if anything, if you're on Baffert's side, you say, okay, he's a little sloppy. If you're against Baffert, you're saying, well, he's more than that. Uh, but Dwayne Lucas did talk uh, especially about the fact that the rules have got to be loosened up because they're going after drugs that really are not out to rig the sport. All right, exit question, Ron. Why isn't Mandaloon running in this? Because Mandaloon finished second and potentially, yeah. right, could win a triple crown retroactively. Yeah. Mandaloon had a pretty rough campaign in terms of races that he had down in New Orleans during the winter. And Brad Cox felt that all of his horses in the Kentucky Derby and even Kentucky Derby candidates, including uh, Caddo River, who would have been a pace setter in each of these two races, uh, and uh, as well, the favorite coming into the race, uh, he had that, whose name I'm blanking on right now. But all three of those horses he felt just had had tough winters, and he didn't want to push them back in two weeks' time. And so that's uh, that's why he decided to go um, and take a break. Okay. And yeah, I get it. I get it. He he just feels like it's better for the horse not to come back so quickly in the Preakness. If they'd actually won the Kentucky Derby and finished first, I think the decision would have been different. Yeah. I don't purport to, to understand the, the horse game, but I know you do, and we appreciate the insight, sir. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And i gotta, I got to remember that name. Everybody's screaming at me, that name, and I can't remember it now. So. Ron? What am I going to do? Ron Flatter, everybody. Who's having Gil a moment. Alexander? That would be Gil? Nice. Is it Gil? You can follow Ron on Twitter at Ron Flatter, just like it's spelled. You know how I'm betting this, Matt? I'm taking the You're two. You're not. I, I oh, am. You are. No, because if, oh. I, if I was smart, I, I won't. <laughs> but, but here's what's going to happen. By post time tomorrow, 
I will have a bet or two in my account. It's real easy, too, because you just got to stroll downstairs. You know, like you you just got to stroll downstairs. Girl's got a betting window right down, you know, right downstairs and everything. And so it's a little different for me. I got to make a trip to go do it and all that. It's it's like, you know. know. know, But here's what I'm doing. I'm not going to be fooled again. I'm just taking the two Baffert horses. I'm taking Medina Spirit. I'm taking Concert Tour, both at plus money. There are my two bets. If you can beat me other eight horses, you beat me. I thought his, uh, um, you know, his comment about the par- the paramutuals where Midnight Bourbon had moved into the favorite role. Well, they're third on what we're seeing at William Hill and the, you know, horse racing futures. So I'd have to check the paramutuals. We might be getting a good price here in town right now. On, uh, Midnight See, Bourbon. Kelly's in. He's making a bet. Yeah, I'm always like you, Gil. I always end up making one or yeah. two, but yeah, we'll see. I will say though, it hasn't helped that everybody that I mean, like you said, Ron, expert when it comes to this. We're lucky enough to talk to a lot of experts around around town here. I feel like I've heard about five different horses Me mentioned too. today, so Me I'm too. like, usually I like to find one where a couple of these guys are aligned on, and I haven't heard that today. No, that's what I'm going with. I'm going back two weeks to the. You know, right after the Derby, killing myself for not having bet the Baffert horses. That's what I'm doing. This Risk time. taking is going to win. <laughs> there it is. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Boom. There it is. There we have it. Daniela, you betting on this? Uh, I will take keep me in mind all one word. That's right. 18 to 1. No spaces. All right. Uh, we'll Risk see. Risk taking. We'll see. I mean, the, the Baffert stuff, the, the scandal with Medina Spirit definitely added a little intrigue to this, but we will see if uh, Medina Spirit gets the second leg of the Triple Crown, and that will be awkward. I'm just telling you that right we've, now. We've seen this time and time again with athletes, you know, when they get wrapped up in scandal, and then they come back out, and the next time out, they perform so well. So, you know, so let's, let's hope the horse can do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Matt has interviewed Medina Spirit, and he found that to be the case. Right, well, yeah, risk-taking is trained by Chad Brown, my uncle. And so um, <laughs> and so Uncle uh, Uncle Brown told me, he's like, listen, you need to bet on risk-taking. It's happening. There it is. I think you're lying. Boom. I, I think it would be Uncle Chad because you wouldn't call him uncle with your last name. <laughs> well, people don't know if I just called him Uncle Chad, people wouldn't get it. It's Uncle Chad Brown. <laughs> like, I don't want everyone to know. Good old Uncle Brown. Yeah. Let me, let me ask Good you a question that, that we asked a couple weeks back about uh, basketball. Obviously, the play-in games next week. And by this, by Sunday night, we're going to have the four, five, and the three, six matches in both conferences already set. We're going to have to wait on the one, eight, and the two, seven, even though we'll know who the one and twos are. Um, is there a series matchup now that we're so close to this? Is there a series matchup in either conference? And maybe you said it earlier. Maybe we talked about it with the Blazers. But is there a, is there a matchup? that you are salivating to exploit because you know the betting, the series price is not going to be at all in line with your assessment. Yeah, I mean, I will likely bet the Blazers unless it's just egregiously out of whack. Like, I I think I will likely bet the Blazers no matter what. Series price? Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely take a small piece of that. Like you said, unless it's way off than what we're thinking it is, but I'm guessing it's going to be... What plus? I mean, plus three dollars or more. I mean, probably even more than that. Or are we dreaming that we're the only? You know, like we're clearly, we might be. That happens we're a clearly lot. Clearly, right? not like, the only ones who know this about the Blazers. That's right? sports betting, right? I feel yeah. like some days you walk in, like I, I don't know about you guys, but there's some NBA days where I've got a game circled the next day, and I'm like, if it's this line or lower, I'm gonna hammer it. And it's like, oh, it's it's lower. Okay, never mind. And then there's those days where you know you you're it's not anywhere near what your number is, and it's a great betting opportunity. So yeah. I, sometimes, sometimes I'm in the right 
area. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I think this is going to be this, and I'm in the right area. And then other times, I'm like, wow, I guess I know absolutely nothing. Right, exactly. that's right. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Again, we, we've talked about for a long time. Like, imagine being the Suns if they finish second and they end up with the Lakers, and that's obviously something to to definitely bring up. But imagine if the Lakers don't end up seven here. Imagine if they end up six, and it's a Clippers-Lakers first-round series. Like, we would never have expected that to have been a possibility. Imagine that. It's wild. Yeah, I, I guess I have a feeling. See, like, that's another one. Lakers, if they, if they advance, what is their series? And they don't they play in the play-in tournament, and then they advance as a seven seed, let's say. Uh, whatever series lines are, like I would like to say I'm going to bet the Lakers, but that's going to be totally dependent on what the series uh, line is, and it's probably going to be them massive favorites. Well, Chris Paul, I don't know if you saw this on Inside the NBA last night, Charles Barkley started to float a question to Chris Paul after the Suns beat the Blazers of, hey, are you, you know, he didn't really use these words, but he was, he was a paraphrase, are you going to kind of, you know, jockey for position here? And then before he could even finish the sentence, Chris Paul very forcefully was like, let me just stop you right there, Chuck. Uh, and he said, there's just, you cannot, you cannot even begin to think about those kinds of things. And he said, you're going to have to get through everybody anyway, eventually. So there's absolutely none of that in the thought of a team like the yeah, Phoenix Chris Paul Suns. took over that whole interview because he cut him off twice. He did. <laughs> he was not having it. Not patient at all. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores. Uh, and we'll also uh, look into FCS football with Kenny White. we got the championship game. You can bet on that. And how about some tennis thoughts of the upcoming major, the French Open? We've made bets. We'll share them with you. Coming back on Prime Primetime Action. Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Anytime you're ready, Wizards. Anytime you want to, uh, you know, get a... Comfortable lead. Anytime. 60-58 Wizards on top of Cleveland. If the Wizards win, they have guaranteed themselves in a play-in, and they will have eliminated the Chicago Bulls in the process. But we still don't know if they do win, if they'll be the 8th, the ninth, or the 10th seed. Russell, mm-hmm. Wilson, uh, Russell, Wilson, Russell Westbrook, pardon me, uh, with his nightly triple-double watch, uh, kind of tame. 12-5-8. He could still get there. Third quarter just started. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he gets anywhere close, he will get there. He will. He will be yes. made aware. Do you yes. think he's made aware of it? Oh, absolutely. There's a guy whose job on the on the yeah. really an assistant coach is like Russell. Yeah. You need two rebounds. He might not even need to. I mean, those those scoreboards are banging up uh, big enough in every arena mm-hmm. these days. He might just be able to look up and see it every time. That's he's a good like, point. Okay, two more. Two more rebounds. Um, so that's the only uh, NBA game or that that's that's that far along. <laughs> Utah up on OKC. They're already doubling them up. 18-9. What, what was Kelly's Preakness pick? Did he pick one? Yeah, what was your Preakness pick, Kelly? Did you no, pick I said, one? I said I will bet it. I have not decided yet, though. You're not going to take Uncle Chad's research. horse? What's that? You're not going to take Uncle Chad's horse? <laughs> no, Uncle Brown. No, I don't Uncle think Farmer so. Brown. I don't I'll take Uncle Chad. Risk-taking. He's Uncle, he's Uncle Chad this segment. Uncle Got Chad it, okay. Brown. 
What is your what is your most go to Brown relative that you always uh, go to? Or... Anybody with the last name yeah. Brown. Well, the, it's the Anyone. the Matt Brown UFC fighter has have... to have messed him up the most, right? Yeah. Throughout well, your career. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I've had some fun with that one too. I've had some a ton of fun with that one. But yeah, I mean, anyone with the last name Brown. I mean, like Did... you know, there's seven million of them, so it's just always you know. You just uncle, say you got aunt, a, you didn't cousin. you say you got a sponsorship opportunity or something through your email the other day because they thought you were the wrong Matt Brown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tr- no, it was a job opportunity. It was a job, job opportunity. Yeah, for, for a commentary gig. <laughs> Yankees up yeah. on the uh, Orioles, by the way. Yankees up on the O's, two to one. In the uh, fifth inning, Orioles do have a runner at third with one out uh, in the bottom of the fifth. So Yankees hanging on to that lead, but a sack fly will tie it up as the Yankees try to, uh, to uh, prey on the Orioles. Um, that's their thing, though. You know, in a division that has. Um, the Orioles in it. The Orioles, by the way, 16 and 21, right? I mean, they've had a fantastic start based scrappy. on their. Let's just call them yeah, scrappy. <laughs> based on their season win total. They've had a fine start to the year. So the Yankees at 20, to 17, uh, 20 and 17. Obviously, part of the deal in the AL East is to prey on the Orioles. You can't really prey on the Rays, Blue Jays, or Red Sox, especially this version of the Red Sox, 23 and 16. And the Red Sox up in their game once again today, two to nothing. So as far as the AL East is concerned, uh, I really think the Yankees could be in a scrum for much of the season because mm-hmm. uh, those four teams all have a good look at that 23 and 16 for the Sox Jays 20 and 16 Yankees 20 and 17 Rays 20 and 19 you know the Rays are always going to be there down the stretch so the Orioles not really playing their role of being doormat quite yet in the AL East they're not buying in they're not buying in of course we're not even a quarter of the way through the season you know how that goes but uh, that's the story right now, and there is a base knock down the third baseline, and that'll score a run 2-2 two to two now, and that's going to be a two-bagger for the Orioles. So the Orioles still in business now in a tie ball game, bottom of the fifth in Baltimore, home of the Preakness, where Ron Flatter was yesterday, <laughs> just moments ago. Um, okay, so that's coming up. We will come back, uh, and we will talk among, about, among other things, FCS football and the French Open, just as a precursor to that, Matt. Do you have a lot of French Open bets? No, I don't have any French Open bets. Oh, you don't? No, I don't have any in, oh. any, any in right now. I, I that is uh, that is on the weekend to do list. I, the the golf was a was a big you know it was a this week has been this week's been busy. So, How's your yeah. golf looking so far this week? Oh, the Byron Nelson. Oh, we're crushing. Yeah, yeah. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll get into that too. Well, Sam Burns shot a Sam, Sam Burns shot a sixty-two today. Yeah, his oh. boy Sammy Burns flew up the leaderboard today. And you have him at. 37, 34, and 33. Oh. So have him have him three different times. I also have uh, Patton Kazire as well, who's T6 right now. He shot 64 today at 157 to 1. Wow. Sam Burns, two-stroke lead um, on the field. Again, uh, through halfway through the Byron Nelson. The PGA next week. Any bets in pocket for that? Yes? Yeah. We got a few of that. We got okay. a few of that one. That one's going to be fun. That's a... I oh, can't wait. Awesome storylines leading into that thing. You have Sam Burns too, Kelly, this week? No. No, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm getting tired of Matt again. He's, he's, he's been doing too well these past few weeks. I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> Good for you, man. Always, always flirting with an outright in golf. We'll come back. We'll discuss the FCS championship. Yes, they're playing college football. They've been playing college football. We're at the championship of the FCS. Kenny White will join us from Kenny White Sports next on VEASAN's Primetime Action.
The Preakness is Saturday evening, and VSIN has everything you need to get a betting edge. Visit vsin.com slash horses to find our full race coverage and picks from horse racing specialists. Plus, get a special offer from our partners at First Bet. First Bet is giving $20 in free bets to all new users who sign up now using the promo code Vegas20. Also, everyone who redeems this $20 free bet offer will receive full access to VSIN subscription products for free from now through the Belmont Stakes. Sign up now and you'll get analysis and wagering on every race with AI-assisted picks, secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website. Visit vcin.com slash horses now for this special offer and expert analysis on the Preakness. That's vcin.com slash horses. Gil. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, Baltimore did take a lead over the Yankees, uh, three to two in the bottom of the fifth. That will not make Yankees fans happy. Uh, Baltimore was a plus 160-ish consensus uh, pre-flop pick. Uh, but the Yankees will now, uh, no, no, inning still continues, but the uh, Orioles up 3-2. to And the pitching performance of the night is probably Kevin Gaussman of the uh, Giants. Uh, he is three-hitting the Pirates through seven, but still scoreless despite his efforts because the uh, Giants are getting blank themselves there in Pittsburgh 0-0. Yet another low-scoring baseball outcome, at least thus far, this year. Uh, let's talk a little FCS football. Let's bring him in from KennyWhiteSports.com. He's the top sports analyst for KennyWhiteSports.com. Coincidentally, it's Kenny White. How you doing, Kenny? I'm doing great, Gil. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Before we ask you about this FCS championship game specifically, which is on Sunday, let me just ask you, because most people who are listening are like, wow, they're, they're playing spring football? I'm not sure most of the country is even aware. And even for those who are aware, I'm not so sure they were aware that you could actually bet on this. So when it started a couple months ago, it, you know, we, I talked to bookmakers, I'm sure you did too, where it was like, okay, they were, you know, oh, there's people are going to bet on this. We have all these games. And pretty much by consensus, it fizzled out for most within a week or two. Not you. You bet this throughout the season? No, I haven't had a chance to. Um, I followed it, but I've been working on my uh, 2021 magazine uh, night and day trying to get this thing out. Um, my due date's the 25th, and it'll be in every Barnes and Noble this year on uh, June 20th. So, that, that's been my major push. I have followed these teams because I do put these ratings in the uh, in the magazine so you can compare when an FCS team does play an FBS team. All right, so it's Sam Houston State, undefeated Sam Houston State against South Dakota State. But Sam Houston State is the dog despite being undefeated and despite along their way to being undefeated, beating North Dakota State, which I guess is what the average person would associate with great FCS play. And obviously the players that have come out of that school, specifically Carson Wentz and Trey Lance. Uh, who you got here with South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, North Dakota State's the only common opponent that uh, both teams have played. Uh, South Dakota State wins by 10, 27-17, and Sam Houston just won by by four. Yeah, and they're undefeated, but uh, South Dakota State's played a much more difficult schedule. Strength of schedule is actually seven and a half points better by South Dakota State. Uh, their coach has been there 24 years, John Steigelmeyer, and his program continues to get better and better. The last five years, he's been in the top 10. He was projected to be the second best team in the country at the beginning of the year. They love to run the football. They run it 64% of their time. They got a, uh, you know, a, a pass option offense that's a spread offense. Mark Gronkowski is their quarterback. He's a freshman and has done a great job as a freshman. Their second best running back's a freshman. So they're a little young on offense, but their entire defense return, and that's why they were ranked so high. The other side, Casey Keeler, the head coach at Sam Houston, 
Uh, pretty interesting. He started his career at Rowan College. Nine years there, he made the championship game five times and went 0-5. Got a, got a promotion to go to Delaware as their head coach and in the second year. He actually won the national championship in 2003. Um, don't, didn't ever play in it again. Oh, actually, he did. He played in it twice. He lost two more times. So he's he's one in seven in championship games. Um, the program was down the last two years, so they were not rated very highly coming in. I had them ranked 15th. Didn't think they'd be here, but you know what? They've been very, very impressive. I, I think South Dakota State has a small edge. And that edge could be eliminated by a freshman quarterback starting in a championship game. So I'm leaning towards the Bearcats. That's Bearcats with a K in Sam Houston State. But it's a very, very slim edge plus the four and a half. All right, a slim edge. But if you're betting it, you take the point. Sam Houston State plus four and a half. That's Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, actually on national television on ABC, 11 a.m. Pacific. Kenny, appreciate it. Sorry it was short, but we, we needed some insight on it. And you were the man. So thank you for that. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. A pleasure. Enjoy the game. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Kenny White from Kenny White Sports. You're not betting that, are you, man? No? I am not. You are not. Yeah. I have not watched one second of one FCS second. football. I, I, I actually have a, a, uh, a friend who plays football for William & Mary, and he, he opted out after the first week of it. He's like, I'm not risking injury. I'm out. So, so you have not watched any FCS no, football? No, I was all tuned in for the first week. I was like, no, that's the end of that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but he wants to go to the transfer portal, so he was like, I'm not mm-hmm. risking injury. But there you go. Sam Houston State plus the points or nothing. That's the lean from Kenny White. I watched a couple of the semi. I watched some parts of the semifinal games last weekend, I think it was, but that was uh, – uh, it, it was fun to watch some football again, it, but it, that's all I've seen really the whole season. But it, it was pretty, a couple of intense games. Uh, Yankees still down to three to two, uh, but they did get out of the fifth. Uh, solo shot from Brandon Crawford of the Giants in the top of the eighth. Uh, Brandon Crawford, who uh, Pittsburgh Pirates fans have just had enough of in their career. There was once a wild card game in Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe it was 2014 of the three Giants championship years. Don't hold me to the 2014 year. But one of the Giants World Series years, the early part of the last decade, they played in the wild card game at Pittsburgh, and Brandon Crawford hit a grand slam uh, at, at in Pittsburgh um, to really blow that game out. That was a mad bum pitched game at that time. And Brandon Crawford's solo shot puts the Giants up here one to nothing. What a season the San Francisco Giants are having to start the year. Again, one of baseball surprises, maybe perhaps the biggest surprise of them all per conventional wisdom, per their season win total, 23 and 14, trying to go 10 games above 500 tonight are the Giants at Pittsburgh. Wizards, uh, have a little distance between them and the Cavaliers now, 78 to 71, 423 left in the third there. Wizards again trying to clinch a play in berth in that one. Uh, and everything really so far in the NBA, you know, going to form, I guess, um, in the early going, although Detroit's get, giving uh, Denver a run for their a money. A little bit of a run for yeah. their money. Yeah. Three tips at the top of the hour the Clippers and the Rockets. Uh, Rockets take, taking a little bit of money. It's down to seven. Did you see, oh, real quick, did you see Jokic's first, first quarter stat line, 11.7 rebounds, five assists? Good Lord, really? Yeah, yes. First quarter? First quarter. Oh, man. Sorry, Matt. No, it was, it was interesting. The Rockets are, I, I don't know if we've said the Rockets are taking money since we've, since we've been on the show in the last Who's three months. Who's betting the Rockets? Yeah. Somebody out there is. Sacramento, Memphis, Toronto, Dallas, the other two. 
and then a half hour from then, New Orleans, Golden State. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about the French Open. Tennis's second major. Golf's second major of the year next week. And then tennis's second major. The clay of Roland Garros. We've got bets. It's VEASAN's primetime action. In the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app and use promo code VEASAN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil. Uh, trivia question. What is uh, one of the uh, top three sports in the world that people bet, but that we have no interest in of betting in the United States? What's the answer to that question? Must be tennis. Must be tennis. Why? Why does the American uh, sports betting public not like betting tennis as much as I do? Because three of the four, because three of the four major tournaments happen in the middle of the night, and so it's impossible to follow along. And people want to watch what they bet. Yeah, I think casual that. fans, it's hard to understand the scoring. What an annoyingly correct answer that was. Yeah. Hey, right? Yeah. No. But, I mean, Danielle's but, but, right for the for the even more novice, I, I guess, sports yeah, like, fan. Yeah, like, like, if you if don't you, understand the sport, you're not going to watch it anyways. But right. why why do I not watch and bet more would be exactly what Matt said. Hmm. Interesting. Like, you could not watch hockey and still bet on hockey. You could understand, like, how goals are scored. I mean, but tennis scoring is a little different. I scoff at you all. <laughs> I have bets on the French Open, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start with the men's side. Rafael Nadal is the king of clay. He is even money to win the French Open at Roland Garros in Paris later this month. They, they pushed back the uh, French Open one week, so it's the final week uh, of May, and then the uh, second week is the first week of June. Um, so, Nadal, listen, Nadal is showing a little bit after winning this tournament an unbelievable 13 times. Showing just a little bit of a chip maybe off the the you know the the master he is on this just and look there's no shame in it uh father time is undefeated do i think that anybody besides rafael nadal uh will win this tournament you know look no probably not because the clay again at roland garros is slow it's perfect for nadal um however that didn't stop me from making bets on some guys for the first time ever because the only bets to make have been uh, Rafael Nadal through the years. I do have a wager on Nadal at minus 125, just in case. But there are a couple guys I bet because I love the number. And if you ran this tournament, um, you know, many, many times, I think there's value. I think that Mark, uh, that Matteo Berrettini will win this. If you run this tournament 50 times, he's going to win it more than once. And I have Berrettini at 120 to 1, 65 to 1, 65 to 1, 60 to 1, and 50 to 1. So if the Italian prodigy Matteo Berrettini wins the French Open, I will be one happy man. Kasper Rude from Norway. Why does Sweden have such a great history of tennis, but Norway doesn't? No one knows the answer to that question. But I know that Kasper Rude is fabulous on clay, and he's the same. He's in the same camp as Berrettini. I have him at 90 to 1, 60 to 1, 60 to 1, 40 to 1, and 40 to 1. Again, do I expect either Berrettini or Rude to win this whole thing? Probably not, but value is value, and I think there's a lot of value at those numbers. I do have a bet on the doll as well because I'm not crazy. <laughs> On the women's side, much more of a free-for-all, but not quite as much of a free-for-all on the women's side as it is on other surfaces. Because on clay, 
threatening to become the queen of clay, if you will, is Jan Giga Sviatek, the teenager from Poland who won at Roland Garros, never dropped a set last year. She is 5-1 to one this year. She was 33-1 to one on average last year, for those of us who had her. Ash Barty's the only lady who has a, is a shorter shot here. But in case you missed it today, Ashley Barty was playing the young American teenager Coco Goff, and Barty was up a set and up a game on serve in the second set, and Barty retired. Uh, she had inner elbow pain. Mm. There was also some communication that something was up with her leg, too, but really it was the inner elbow pain. Barty, though, some people are speculating, was just mad at the Italian Open tournament organizers who made Barty and Coco Golf play in the rain while Novak Djokovic and Stefanos Tsitsipas got to take a break in the rain. Mm. Novak was up eating in the restaurant while Barty and Golf were made to play in the inclement conditions. And so we're not really sure if this is a serious injury for Barty. And I get it, she was up. Mm-hmm. Imagine how angry she must have been to have been up in her match and said, you know what, deuces, I'm out of here. So there must have been something to the injury. I'm just not sure how serious. Man, Dangerous she... to play in those conditions? I would imagine it's slippery. I mean, is she risking injury playing at that point? Uh, I mean, less so on clay, but still just more annoyingly than anything else, right? right. I mean, the, the, what, what does happen on clay is the, the so the lines, right, like get mm. super slippery, right? Yes. Like super oh, yikes. slippery. So, because like you're wearing like little miniature cleats, right? Like when you play on clay, like it's a completely different shoe that you play with than you play on other, other surfaces. But, um, but the, but the lines obviously are like nailed into, like nailed into the clay, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's actually like a, a surface that's sticking up over the deal. So, any sort of wet whatsoever just makes those things like super, super slippery. And yeah, it could, could definitely injure a person, like, if they were, go to slide on any of those things like that. It's horrible. As far as remember, we were talking earlier about uh, what was the market we we're talking about? We're like, don't bet on this person. Oh, it was uh, Luis uh, Robert, who was uh, Luis Robert, yeah. who was who was just not going to play baseball yeah. here. Who you should not bet on is Simona Halep. Simona Halep had to withdraw from the Italian Open in Rome this week with a really serious calf injury. There is no way she's going to be ready for the French Open. So please do not bet on Simona Halep at 11-1 or anything. I, w- I was wondering. I knew she got hurt. Yeah. You, I think you had mentioned it even last night possibly, right, where I saw it earlier today. And this was I, – I, she's still up there at DraftKings. Well, yeah, here's the other right. thing about this. And the reason, Gil, this is such an important thing to do as well is because sometimes it's a, it's a little bit even different than golf, right? Like golf guys will go ahead and withdraw before a tournament or something like that. Like uh, tennis people will go out and they'll play a few games and then retire. And so yes. you will not get refunded your bet because like they have sponsor obligations where they need to show up at so many different tournaments and make sure that they're, that they make a, an appearance at these things and get the, get the logos seen and what else. Stuff like that. So like it is not out of the question that she might actually still enter, play two games and go, Yes, and for, and for individual matches, people who bet yeah. on tennis should know some books. Um, if you complete one set, they will still pay. They will still grade it as a final. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are other books that, no matter how much you play, if it doesn't get to the final result, it will all be refunded. By the way, sometimes you are on a very fortunate end of that, and sometimes you are on a very unfortunate end of that. Um, but but basically, the women's side, while it's while it's Nadal and everybody else on clay on the men's side, here it's really Barty, Sviatek, and the only, I would say, the other ones who could possibly win, Arena Sabalenka and Garbine Muguruza. Outside of those four, it would take a pretty major uh, surprise. Um, 
in the same way that Eagle won it last year, but there's nobody bubbling under on clay like Eagle was last year. So those are really the four possibilities, in my humble opinion. If you're saying, what do you mean, Gil? What about the great Naomi Osaka or the great Serena Williams? Well, this is not Osaka's surface. Mm -hmm. She is a hard-court specialist. I think she'll do very well at Wimbledon on Mm -hmm. the grass, too. But she's very under the elite group on clay. You said usually those are the U.S. players because they don't grow up playing That's correct. That's right. And Serena, who has won the French before, but Serena is now obviously well past her prime Mm. as she still seeks her 24th major, which would tire for the all-time mark with Margaret Court. She has flirted with it. This won't be the tournament where she gets it. I can't, is anyone going to have a better tennis name than Margaret Court? Yeah. By the way, that's, I mean, I well, looked it up well, and thought it was Tennis Sandgren. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a ladies player named Katie, I'm not making this up, Katie Volleynets. It's a true story. Is anyone named like something aces would be great? <laughs> no, but, but uh, no, Tennis no out there. Tennis Sangren and Katie Volleynets. It's uh, it's wild how many, how many props DraftKings already has posted. I'm going to, I'm going to go rapid fire with you, Gil and yes. Matt. Tournament progress matchup. So basically, who gets further in the tournament? Ooh, I like this. Oh. Serena. Awesome. I've never seen these. Versus Angelique Kerber. Serena's minus $2. Kerber plus 150 This is like a golf head-to-head, except in this tennis. This is yes. awesome. This I is would neat. Bet, I would now bet, Matt's in. <laughs> I would bet Kerber or nothing there. Kerber or nothing? Plus Matt? 150 yeah. yeah, for Kerber sure. Kerber nothing? Okay. Osaka plus 152 versus Sabalenka minus $2. Wouldn't bet that. Wouldn't bet it at all. Yeah, because it's probably accurate. Matt passes. Okay, Ash Barty, minus 286 versus Muguruza. What's Muguruza? Muguruza. Plus 210. Ooh. Ooh. And a shot on that one? I might take the the two to one. Yeah, that's tempting. A little over two to one there. Muguruza, if she's on her game, she's live. That, that's all three for the women. I'm, Those try, I'm, try, I'm trying to get to the men's. Let's see if they have the same ones. Can I just, can, this is DraftKings? This is DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. They don't even that's have a post awesome for the market. Men. I've never, I don't ever recall seeing these. Uh, they, I think we ran through these the last, uh, like for the Australian Open. We did? Oh, I, I must have. So, oh, you yeah. know what? You know who was on vacation? Your boy. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> that would that's make right. a lot of sense yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we ran through a couple of these yeah. for, before the Australian Open? Do we have None the posted for the men. None posted for the men's. Those are awesome. Oh, man, how I wish we could bet these in the state of Nevada. Um, interesting. I hope they have a whole bunch of those. And this is, I mean, how many how many weeks until the tournament? Couple, still a couple weeks still out. Still a couple weeks out. Yeah. yeah like, this is what I'm saying. They're going to have, yeah, they'll have more. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. This is further out than what Vegas is posting draft props. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you do a segment on that? What did we hit the under two? It was under two and a half minutes last night. We made it like almost yeah. two hours. That's tonight. right. We did. Uh, what haven't we talked about tonight? Oh, I know, UFC. We'll do that. Uh, UFC uh, 262 with our buddy Jordan Sherwood here momentarily. You're our, you're our uh, expert in this, Matt. Are you betting a lot of this this weekend or no? I might have one or two. I'm not going to – I don't think I'll go too crazy on this one. Because I bet Jordan's got a lot of picks. He probably will. Gam Lou, Lou in a car. Said he loves, loves this card. Said he had like 10 or something? I know loves I this. know. Lou and Jordan have uh, – I made a couple bets already on on ones that Lou and Jordan share. And, oh. And uh-huh. that, like very much, I've heard both of them say. so. Well, before Lou left the studio, because he was on with the humans on My Guys uh, before this, I asked him, I go, what's your single favorite one? We'll see if this is one of the ones that uh, Jordan 
corroborates, and you would know this already, but Lou's favorite one is on the prelims. It's Mike Grundy. Yes, not Mike Gundy, Mike Grundy, and That's I bet right. that one already, yes. That's right. Mike Grundy. But Jordan's on him as well. Mike Grundy is not 40 years old. <laughs> Mike Grundy. Minus not a one, man. Yeah, <laughs> minus 129 against Lando Venata. We'll talk to Jordan Sherwood about that and everything else. Uh, the main event, Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler coming back on VEASAN's primetime action on MSG+. Plus.